0: learning Da'af, give Gimel, Amin bays at the bottom of Yid Gimel, an Aleph, so Rav Papa said that Rava gave him a, a test, he asked him a question. The Mishnah says, you're not allowed to bring things home, Kalim home from the base of And the Brice says, you can be maylechumev, you can take things there and bring it home. So Rav Papa said, either if the Mishnah would be talking on Cholimbaid, then it's us or even to bring it home. And the Braith said, it's a matter is talking on you and Erf Pesach. Alternatively, they're both talking on Cholimbaid. If you trust him, so then you can't even bring it home. But if you don't trust him, so that will be the price that says May <laughs> in So the brings are a that's the top. If you give him a doesn't it say in the b'raisa? meivin Mayfi in Kaylim You could sometimes bring Kalim home from the Basilman. When? Like for example, a jug from the home of the one who makes the jugs, the potter, and a cup from the one who makes the glass. So basically because they're the tercha mayed, you can bring them home. You need them. Don't bring home die. Don't bring home wolf from the home of the one who dies. The wolf. from the woman Don't bring don't bring from the woman, Meaning when they're kalem that you can't really use. Unless if the person who made the uh, the kalim, who did the work needs the money, he doesn't have what to eat. He doesn't have enough to eat. He needs it for his amount of expenses. So then those in the you can pay him his wages. But still pay him, and leave it by him. That's if you trust him, that you're going to get your object back after Chalamei, if you don't trust him, once you've paid him, you're afraid you're not going to get your object back later if you leave it there. So then take it away and leave it in a home nearby, meaning don't bring it all the way home, leave it by the neighbor or somewhere where you think it's safe. You can do it. if you're afraid that even there it'll be stolen. So then Bring it privately, discreetly home. So here it's Mahur that you can bring it home if you're nervous that it's going to get stolen. So that, says the Gemara, would explain this tira. But the Gemara asks, asked to mepin, you've been mitarites, how you could bring it home. In other words, that the Mishnah says, you can't bring it home, and the B'raisa says, you could bring it home. So here we have a Hezbar. The Mishnah is talking when you trust him, then you can't bring it home. The B'raisa says, you could bring it home, that's when you don't trust him. But the fact that you could bring it, the B'raisa also says, I could bring it to him. And that's also shverik. Because, well, the mission doesn't actually say you can't be mailich, you can't take things to the human But the Kazani, but the mission does say, In Mevin, you can't bring things home. And if the mission says you can't bring it home from the human because and certainly the mission would say you can't bring it. So we understand from the mission, I can't even bring it home from the human I certainly can't take it there. And the Raisa says, not only could I bring it home, I could even take it. So we've explained why I could bring it home, because I don't trust him. But why could I take it? So better, literally, means wider, meaning it's better like we said the first starts that uh that the bride that it says it's maybe is talking on your doubt yeah on your doubt you could be mother you could be maybe and that's the mishnah that you can't do anything says the mishnah you can cover it to are figs that are drying in the field and maybe you see uh, rain coming or something that's going to ruin them so you can cover them over with straw you can even be ma'avin. So we'll see what that means so whether it means to make a thicker covering or uh, or to do something to the kitsiris before you cover them. People who sell fruits, they sell bagadim, they sell uh, you know other kinds of vessels, utensils. So they're allowed to sell them privately, discreetly. Meaning these things are. But when they sell them, they have to sell them. People who hunt, they catch you know uh, fish or uh, or animals, so they can do this. And people who grind. Is, so he says, Jashus are people who thresh, and Gurus are people who grind. So these are different malachas that you do in order to prepare the grain. So these people, Ays and B'tzina, they can do their jobs, B'tzina. Again, it's a Terechamayd, we could be math there, but they do it B'tzina. Of course, only the Terechamayd. Avyayis Hamir, Avyayis says, in both of these cases, they were machmir on themselves. So we're going to see in the Gemara, there's two ways to learn the Mishnah, what Avyayis is saying. So right away the Gemara addresses the ratio. They argued. That they both argued in the name of Chizki and Meaning, what Chizki and said about the beginning of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that you can be Machapin according to the Tanakhama. And the reader says you can even be Maavin. What are these two things? So one of them said Machapin means It means to make a light cover to cover over these figs that are drying. Ma'avin means, means to make a thick cover. The other one said, mechabin means to make a cover. It doesn't matter if it's a thin or a thick cover. Mechabin means to cover them. Ma'avin, but the word ma'avin means something else. It means, osin it means to make them into a pile, meaning to gather together, to make a thick pile of the teinim, uh, And then you want to go ahead and cover them afterwards. Like that. It says, Ma'avin means The Ma'avin means you can make it into a pile in order to cover it. That's the sheet to Rabbi Alright, so we have a siyua that Ma'avin means to make it into a pile. Now then we said that the Maitre Kalim, they sell privately. And also the people that hunt and uh, thresh and grind privately. And Herbesi said that they were Machmer. So the Gemara says, What does it mean when Herbesi says they were Machmer? <laughs> is the Rishayi saying a chumrah that the Tanakhama says these things can be done but only mitzuna? And Rabbi Isi says no. When these people were actually ma'achmir that they don't do it at all. you can do it mitzuna. They were ma'achmir not to do it at all. Or perhaps the Rishayi says no, no, no. Is coming to be meiko. The Tanakhama says they have to do it b'tsina. Duma, maybe he's saying to have a while They were machmir when they did it. Meaning, your race is coming to point out really they could do it publicly also. They don't have to do these things discreetly. You don't have to sell things uh, discreetly. They were machmir. And race is really being makled to say that what they were doing was a khumrah. So that's the shaila. Is your is saying a chumrah that they were machmir not to do it altogether more than the Tanakhama said? Or he was coming to say that that which the Tanakhama said to do it was a khumra, but really they didn't even need that. So the Gormiz is Raisa Tashmah. People that sell these things, they sell them discreetly. He says, the merchants of Teveria, they were themselves, not to sell at all. People who catch, right? Animals, uh, birds, fish, whatever. They can only do their Catching Bitsinah, privately the Khomaid he says no, and when they were even more Machmiya on themselves, not to catch anything at all. The Shushi, there's people who Trash or grind up grains. Chilka means to cut into two targets and Tisni will see to cut it into three or four parts. they can do this discreetly The Tarachamaid. And Avesiam I mean, he says, no again, the tzipari, the people in Sipari that did this, or hey, not to do it at all. So very clearly Yabhesi was saying a that of course he agrees to the tanakama that the yikra did it is you can only do these things with sinah. And then there were those who were machmir not to do it all together. Rabbi say, what's khilka? Chilka means to take the grain and cut it khadlatati one into two, split it in half. And then whenever they do those grains they would make food out of it, but the Chilka meant to divide it into two. Targis means latas. One grain you cut it into three pieces. Tisni means to take chada one grain, larva, cut it into four pieces. So that's what we said, that then you can do it by tina, and time we're we not to do it at all. Udimi Amar, when Udimi came from Extisal, he said that Chilka is kunta. Kunta means like a grain of spelt. kasha. The price says chilka Targis, with these three things to me are tame everywhere. Now, when it says Tameh here, it means not that it's Tameh, but that it's Makabultum. It could become Tameh. The halacha is that anything, any food, uh, grains, for example, are not going to be Makabultum unless they come in contact with water or one of the seven maksh, and the seven things that are considered to be like liquid, and they are maksh or something, they prepare something to be Makabultum. So when it says in the Brihsa that Chilka, Targis, and Tisni are Tameh, it means that they are Tameh, they're tamay, meaning we assume. That they came in contact with water, wherever they are, meaning it doesn't matter where they were produced. Wherever these things are produced, part of their production of them involves rinsing them with water, and therefore you assume that they have been so muksha the and the So according to the Shita, that chilka means cutting it into one, one into two. And Targis means cutting it into three, and Tisni means cutting it into four. That's why these three things are Tommy wherever they are, because these kasher, they were muxher. In other words, in order to get them to this point, you first have to soak them before you cut them into one or two or two or three or four pieces. That's part of the process. According to the mandyammer, that it's a grain of spelt, Why are they tammy? They were not muxer. Why do you assume that a grain, a whole grain of spelt was rinsed, and why do you assume that it's there from a Kabo tuma? So it's a raya that chilka uh, can't mean kunta. So Gamayah says, no, because It means a grain of spelt that's peeled. The klipah is off. In order to get the klipah off, the peel off, you have to soak it first. And therefore, it's also assumed to be uh, that it's mukshet in the Kabo Because <inaudible> if it's not that you soaked it in water, well, you have a miklifah. You couldn't have peeled it. Okay. Why is it called chilka? So why do you say that a grain of spelt that's peeled is called chilka. Before, we said it's a grain of it's a grain that's split in half. So chilka means that, you know, it's split, it's divided. But now that it's, according to the shita, it's a grain of spelt, why is it called chilka? Uh, the shakal chilka, because the chilka, or the, the covering, the chaluk, the, the peel, was removed, and now it's smooth. I thought it meant that the chaluk, like uh, the the garment, was removed. she says, or the mafar says, that it means it's now smooth, meaning you remove the cover to the point that now it's smooth. Alright, a from rice, it not rice, if a person makes a netter that he's not going to eat any duggin Duggan is grain. So simply you'd say grain is uh, you know, uh, the five grains. He's he's even asar to eat a certain kind of a, of a pea, of a bean, dry pulametri. but he's allowed to eat the one that slacks. In other words, the one that's dry is considered a grain. And the one that's wet is not considered a grain. The reason why we can call them dagan is because dagan means when you make like a pile of something. So really anything that you pile up together, anything you uh, you gather together in the production of it is considered a dagan. Something that's idgan that's collected together. And apparently the difference between a, a dry and a wet pool hamitsri is whether they would do this uh, this process of digun of piling up together. He's <laughs> Bihilka Vitargis and even those you know, aris is rice, right, so that's not considered a grain. And he's also allowed to have Chilka targis and tisni. So now, according to the Sheita, that Chilka mm-hmm. targis and tisni means cutting one piece of grain. Right, cutting it into two or into three or into four. So it's very good. Why that's not included in the Or Why is it not included in the net? The because it's it's left the status, the halacha of dagan, meaning a grain refers to a whole grain. When you take it and cut it into bits and pieces, that's not considered Dagan anymore. The word Dagan refers to whole grains. Good. According to the that it's Kunta, that it's a grain of spelt peeled. That's a good grain, that's a whole grain. The fact that you took off the peel doesn't mean it's not called Dagan. So why would we say that Chilka is not included in, uh, in the netter of Dagan? the Gemara says Kasha. It's a very schwer to say that uh, Chilka is Kunta and it wouldn't be included in netter. So he allowed the people that sell spices to go to sell the way they normally sell in the marketplace. Meaning, the Mishnah said they're not allowed to sell unless you do a patina discreetly. And yet, Ravuna allowed the people to sell the basamim in the streets, not in the marketplace. Why? asked Akasha. He even asked the kasha from a different place. I guess he could have asked in the Mishnah. But he asks it says the stuff, if the store opens up into stuff, meaning if the sometimes the store opens into the street, sometimes it opens into a sitting area. So it's semi enclosed. So it's a little bit private. If the store opens into a stove into a sitting area, so then you can be in then you can open and close the store in normally. But if the store is Pusuchal or opens into the street, so then you can only open up one door. You have to keep one door closed. You have to make it clear that you're not really opening. And on the last day of Cholomide, Erev Yamtav, in other words, the last Erev Yamtav of, of uh, whatever it is, Pasach HaSakis, Shachagav. So, Kis Mosi Uma'atar Sukhi you can take out all of whatever it is you want to sell, and you can decorate the markets of the city with pears, Bishu especially because of Kovat Yamtov Aachen, that everybody. They come and buy, and there should be what to buy. Pnei Kavad Yom Tseh Mavur over here, that it's allowed, but only by Pnei Kavad Yom Tavachan in. Right? It's only mutter because of Kavad Yom Tavachan. Shlob ifnei Kavad Yom Tavachan lo. But if not for the Kavad Yom Tavachan, no, it's going to be Aser. It's only mutter because of Kavad Yom Otherwise not. So how do you allow the people on a regular day of Chalamay to open up, to go and sell their spices in the Shuk? The Gemara says, Havad how Havad Talim, it depends what you're selling. The Braisa is talking about Paris, like the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that you have to sell things discreetly. Like the Braisa explains, you can't open the door properly. But the, the Maizah of Ravuna was with Tavlinim, with spices. He was master to sell Tavlinim, and that you don't have to sell discreetly. What's the difference? Because Paris it's something that lasts for a long time. So it could be that he was buying it now, and Cholomayit, he's selling it now for later. So therefore you do it discreetly. It's not obvious that it's a Tavlinim, but Tavlinim, spices, it doesn't refer to things like salt and, uh, and pepper, things that last. It refers to the kinds of things that don't last very long. They have a very, very short shelf life. And therefore, if you're selling it in a Chalmaid, it's obvious that it's for Chalmaid. If it's obvious it's for Chalmaid, then you can even do it for Hesia. The only things you have to do but sina are things that it's not so obvious that it is L'Tzerah Chalmaid. Adonallah, Achmishafah.